We are back, and you can tell by how that cuts off that I still haven't got the real intro music. Matthew, how I mean, are you today? One one of these days, you'll you'll figure it out. We are joined by a distinguished guest, and we are not even in my studio, which is my office, or Jay's studio. Matt, where are we? We are in the lobby of Studio A of the Four Two Three Soccer Pod. Yes. They have a lot of studios. Yeah, we do. We do. This is yeah the lobby of Studio A and the suitably adequate studios located in Brainerd. Well, and turns out, Jim, you live. Uh, and by the way, for anyone listening that hasn't noticed, it's Jim who's here with yeah. us. Uh, Todd has called out of work sick, and by work I mean this podcast, which he gets paid a lot of money to do. He's in, apparently. He's in Utah. How dare he? Yeah, he's he's doing the he's doing the tour of Park like City. Four no, he's not in Park City. I, I already made that. I already got. I already slammed him for going to Utah. But he, you know, he's he's doing the tour of the national parks in Utah. So, so must be nice. Would this be? Yeah. Uh, this is a kind of a funny coincidence because I was also in Utah last week. Oh, were you? Yeah, I was also not going how, to Park City though. Oh, I was going to ask how Bob was, but we had a couple drinks at the uh, at the Great American Hotel. Okay, I'm just kidding. I'm I just kidding. Think, I didn't think you you did. Although Bob, so, if you're listening, call me. Yeah, so he, yeah, so he's on his fourth vacation this summer, which you know, hey, good to be him. Wow, you you your podcast gives out way more paid leave than ours. Yeah, yeah. it's not paid; it's just leave. <laughs> this must be what professional standards gets you, Matthew. Uh, apparently, yeah. We just talked about the device that we're recording on and what I have to go through to record our podcast. Uh, so, yeah. I don't know about professional standards. Yeah, you know, you know, we uh, we have, we have one nice board and, it, and two. It, you have two. Now out. you've told me. Now you have two boards. True. It's yeah. and and this is a uh, two this, boards, but no standards. Two, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Too much money and not a good idea of what to do with it. Um, but what we're here for, gentlemen, is to talk about um, our kind of our preseason review or our, our postseason review, I guess, a little bit, and then a preseason review. Yeah. I didn't even ask what we're talking about, by the yeah, way. I was, yes. Yes. Let's look forward. It's those things. Always I, forward. Good. I, ag- <laughs> <laughs> I agree. Who knew, who knew that the, uh, that the preseason choice of, uh, of a hashtag would come in so handy. <laughs> yeah, right. That's just a coping mechanism for me. Exactly. Um, yeah. So, uh, where do you gentlemen want to start it? Uh, I think the, the best place to start is at the beginning. And so, in in 60 seconds or less for each of you sum up sum up the where we are from the beginning of uh the beginning of 2021 to literally today which is match week of Stumptown, um heading into the nisa fall season well 60 you- seconds or less Okay, so I'm going to start out with saying if you want to hear my, and this is part of my 60 seconds, if you want to hear my thoughts on the season that was, you can listen to the last episode released on this channel. Um, the Independent Cup, which is where I'll spend the rest of my 30 seconds, uh, we looked really good against a bunch of amateur teams, which doesn't tell you a lot, but if we looked poor, and we had a few poor moments, but if we looked really poor in general against amateur teams, that would be worrying. But the offense looked good. We played a lot of kids. We played a lot of players who didn't play a lot, and I so I think overall I'm feeling reasonably good, though I'm nervous because I've seen no signings and we've lost several players. Jim, so yeah, was started off with the first two games looking like uh, the the small additions we made were going to make a huge difference in the club and how the team performed. Then the third game happened, and we've I've spent enough time talking about that. And then the season happened, and we were up and down and. And it was just not great. 
Um, so that's that. We also talked about it a little bit on our last, I don't know, a couple episodes ago. Um, and so I don't want to rehash it. Then going into, uh, you know, going into the Atlanta, the, what is it? Um, the first Appalachian FC Atletico Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. So the Appalachian FC game was fine. The first one was, was fine. We played okay. Uh, it was, uh, you know, they're, uh, I mean, they were a playoff team. Well, I guess they made it to their conference, their conference playoffs, yeah, the conference yeah. playoffs, but they didn't make it much further than that. So they're a above average to average kind of MPSL team. So we, we played okay. Then we played the Atlanta team. I thought the Atlanta team was going to be the best of the other th- of the of the three that we were going to play that night. You know, I thought, okay, maybe they are the best of the three. And then we reached, we realized, in, in pre in kind of as the independent cup went on, the other three teams were fairly competitive with each other. Um, and so, what I said last time when Todd and I talked about this is what I take away is that we went. We scored one, then we scored three, then we scored five, or scored four and five. Four and five. Yeah, four and five. And I think we played better in each game. So if you take the Atlanta game and you take the last game, I think we played a lot better in the last game than we did the first. And that progression is what I take from it. Now, where does it leave us? Uh, as uh, Breezy said, we don't, we lost some guys. We don't have any new guys. Uh, um, we got holes to fill. Matthew? So... I think, I think that the spring season, uh, and I've, I've probably said this before uh, a bunch of times somewhere, uh, the spring season is is such a short sample size for the amount of things that happened. You've got, uh, you, you, I mean, we had the the two game suspensions for Marcus and Brian. You had uh, Brett Jones going down in the very next game, uh, the very next NISA game, uh, and missed the rest of the the spring season. Um. You know, we, we 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 got a, a decent bit unlucky at times. There was some not not great finishing at times. Uh, defense was defense was fine. Uh, mm. I think probably there were some moments where uh, where where Reddington might might beat a little bit in a sophomore slump. Um, there are a couple of games where he played really well. Uh, a little bit too up and down for for my taste. Um, independent cup in, in, in the summer rolls around. And I think for me, it's just getting guys reps, getting, getting routines going. Um, you know, we saw a lot of the same lineup combinations in the, uh, in the independent cup games, uh, not so much the Appalachian games, but I think those that's two friendlies against an NPSL team are lower priority than an independent cup game. And I think, I think you've seen, Against amateur teams, mind you, but I think I think you've seen what what this team can do. Um, you know, obviously without McGrath, you know we're not going to be as as direct. Uh, it needs to be a club that we can play, um, and and a guy like Hoff, you know, makes a ton of sense being because you can play through him in the air a little bit. Uh, but I, I think this this team's transitioned to playing a little bit more on the ground. Um, is is a work in progress and we'll see come, come stump down uh, and the rest of the fall season. If, if that helps the offense start to click more uh, than, than it did in, in the spring. Cool. So stump town is this weekend. Stump town's this weekend at home. I'm, I'm extremely nervous. We haven't signed anybody simply because <laughs> not, not for stump town necessarily, but, 
this is an 18 game season. Yep. There are no breaks and there is no playoffs. Right. So there are no, it is the exact opposite of the spring season in which we had nine games to screw around because the only one that mattered was, I mean, they all mattered, right? But the only one mm-hmm. that mattered because we were already in the semifinal was the semifinal. There's now no margin for error. And if a guy gets here after week one and it takes him to week five to settle in, we signed a guy for 14 games, not 18 games. Even if like he's available, like the whole preseason we just played, we didn't, we don't have, they didn't play. So I'm extremely nervous because I think we lost a starter, a guy who played, and two guys who played regular minutes. And, you know, Pipe played regular minutes the last couple months, and the offense started looking better um, around that time. So I don't know how much is, is his, to his credit, but it certainly wasn't his detriment, right? We started playing better. And Kyle played a reasonable amount and was definitely a really good security blanket to have on the bench because you knew you had a, a player you could play through or play with, excuse me, and you had Ian McGrath who was nailed on starter and who we built the team kind of around. So I'm extremely nervous. That being said, Marcus scoring, was it nine goals in five games? Um, Something ridiculous, yeah. Yeah. That, that uh, it's amateur teams. I don't expect Marcus to score two goals a game simply because nobody does, right? Uh, but also, so that nine plus the original two plus four, so he has 13 on the season, am I right? Or does he have 11 on the I season? I believe he just has 11 on the so season. So he had seven. So he had seven in four games. Yeah. Um, so he has 11 on the season. He could break... Seven, seven and six games. Well, five. Seven and five. LA Force, Appalachian, Atletico, Savannah, and Soda. Okay. So he could set the single season scoring record this week. In theory, yes. Which is wild. <laughs> well, it, it, it's, it's apples to oranges yeah, certainly right. it's apples yeah. to oranges but it's just like it shows like this run of five i mean i don't remember the last time somebody scored seven goals in five games uh it's i mean it's definitely happened before like i said i don't remember the last time it happened yeah yeah i mean and it, it, it's it's certainly we need you need that guy that you can count on for goals but you know, we, we I think we talked about this, and I said, you know, if in the eighteen in an eighteen eighteen game season, if he gets ten goals in that season, that's like phenomenal. In a in 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 Nisa, we we're going to need more than ten goals, and so we got to have some. We got to have two or three other guys that score three or four goals, and another guy that scores six or seven goals. And I don't know who those others are. I was glad to see Brian get on. You know, get that he he's created a lot. Um, but he didn't. Fin- he hasn't been finishing, and so that goal was good to get that off his back, because uh, we need him to score. Six- we probably need him to be the six or seven goal scorer, and then we need some guys from the midfield to fill in the rest, um, because we don't have anybody new. So <laughs> um, we you. actually, we actually do. We actually do have a couple of guys new, although they were with us for the uh, for the summer period. Oh well, I, I yes. So okay, I'm that, re- I'm referencing. Is, are you are you referring to two of uh, Todd's um, Fantastic Four or whatever he called I, two of the children that Todd's been stalking on the internet? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, they're oh. above eighteen, folks. It's fine. <laughs> Only one of them is. Yeah. Oh. Uh, uh, no, yeah. Some no one calls CPS. <laughs> uh, Damian and uh, Fabian Rodriguez yes. uh, from Dalton High School in the North jo- the North Georgia Soccer Academy, and they certainly do count. So, uh, yeah, well, listen, you know, Fabian didn't see the field during, during these summer preseason games. 
Uh, but Damien did mm-hmm. several times. Yep. Uh, contributed the game-winning assist. Yeah. Uh, well, I, I should say the series-winning assist in in Boone at Appalachian Correct. FC. Things can be two things. Uh, yeah. It was. <laughs> it a, was both. It was a draw. Yeah, it was a draw. It was a win in my heart. Yeah, exactly. I didn't <laughs> notice the scoreboard actually. Oh, that was miserable. Um, and and he's he he was really lively coming on against against Savannah mm-hmm. uh, Clovers, and I I won't be I wouldn't be surprised to if he if he picks up you know minutes not maybe not a ton but I so I don't, I don't think he's going to be one of those one of those academy guys um, uh, like you know like Ricky and Angel did not play right. in any NISA games yeah. Uh, in the in the, uh, the the spring season, although they made the eighteen, I believe once or twice. I I bet Damian plays this this fall. So we talked about this briefly. What where are you in terms of appearances? Do you, like what's a what's an over under for appearances for him in, in the eighteen? In the eighteen in the eighteen game season. Not oh, in the 18. Okay. yeah. Uh, I mean, actually showing up on the field. I'd set it at three and a half. Okay, I'll take the over. I think I agree with Breezy taking the over, but uh, yeah. I, I, you can set it at three and a half. I think he's going to get in in Nisa games. I think he'll get roughly six appearances. Yeah, that's where I kind of was at six. I don't know why. I mean, but, but you know, I think I, I, I think he'll get six appearances, but he'll total legitimately total like a hundred minutes. For oh the yeah, they'll be they may less, be short yeah. or less. He may total sixty minutes for the season on in six appearances because he'll have a twenty minute appearance and then he'll have a bunch of three minute appearances. But I do think. We'll see him towards the end of games if we're looking for a spark because he's got a little bit of that it factor from the I've only seen him two games right yeah. he's he's got that there's sometimes sometimes young players and and this is not a shot at young players but it's a part of maturing you may not have the like the tenacity or the the really to go after a pro player right some pro player maybe hit like you look at Ricky maybe it's he makes an amazing play followed by getting forced off of an easy ball mm-hmm. and and a lot of that's being young you did not see that from mm-hmm. Damian at all i mean he was you know oh you kicked me i'll kick you back run out and then i'll run out then i'll kick it around you and run out of bounds and you try to take me down i'll you know i'll kick you again i mean yeah i I, so i think that's going to translate well to late game cameos yeah we just Um, need to get him a jersey that fits (laughs) no this is no no vibes only because he Uh, looks he looks like somebody's brother got out on the field Unless somebody's little brother got with the ball there. boy got ball boy got out there exactly. But I he, actually he didn't, he didn't play that way, but at, you know when he ran out there. So our, our last this this piece of, of conversation right now and our previous one actually I think factors in more than I was I was giving my giving credit for in the uh, in the over under. We don't have if we, if we don't have you know a few extra signings to add to our numbers, he probably will make the eighteen for these first couple of games until mm. you can bed and le- bed new guys left, in. So he's a left footed player, right? So mm-hmm. at that left wing back, left wing. I wouldn't say left back, but left left wing back or left wing. I mean, he's or put him underneath one of the uh, underneath the nine as one of the two auxiliary forwards. And I, and I don't want to see. I don't want to put too much expectations on him. Right? If he if he has three appearances in twenty five minutes this season, I think that's also a win. By the way, for an academy kid, getting more getting more than one appearance in a Nisa season for an academy kid is a win because one can be a fluke, right? One can be a reward, a five minute reward for you know being being at practice every game and a. And a Coach wants to give you. If you get more than one, I, I don't think that's coincidence or a reward. That's you deserved it. And so I and I think I really do think he'll get like six of them. And he'll just you look at look at all the minutes that Topher played. And Topher played in moments where it was and it's not that he hasn't been good. He actually has been pretty decent in this run of friendlies, but 
he played in a lot of these moments in the game where you needed a left-footed player coming off the bench. You could see Damian getting some of those same minutes if he deserves them, and that that will be up to him in practice and whatever else. But I mean, I, yeah. being at that Savannah game, I watched one player basically try to shove him out of bounds, and he was just having none of it. He was all fight, and it was just from the minute he went in, you were like, oh, this kid's here to play. Like, mm-hmm. let's go. And I'm that makes me very excited. So... Those are two new players, uh, but I I do understand what you guys mean, and you're both giving me dirty looks right now. I, that's not a dirty look. That was a grin. That was a shitty. Nobody <laughs> nobody likes a pedant, Matthew. Uh, one of your favorite by, phrases for and, me. And by the way, Damian can count as a new player because he's played. Fabian hasn't. No no disrespect, but it, it, as new practice players, I'm I'm talking about replacing a starter and a regular contributor, two regular contributors. Like, if Damian plays six games he could legitimately be considered a contributor. If he plays no games, which is not outside the realm of possibilities, it's not a new player. It's a fair point. Yeah. It's a fair point. Yeah. Um, right now, your best argument is that Marcus is a new player because of how many games he missed. That's your best chance at an argument. Like a new signing. I mean, I mean he listen, certainly looked like one, didn't he? <laughs> sometimes, well, you can, really, honestly, you can argue that, that Marcus is basically a new signing at this point. Brett Jones is basically a new signing at this yeah, point. Yeah. Um, you know. But the like a new signings are not new signings. Correct. 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 <laughs> and, and, and there are, and there are some, some, I will, I won't actually say they're, so like you say that we lost a starter in, in McGrath and, and that's, I mean, definitely true. Uh, but I think, I think we, we lost our number one goal scorer for the last two years as far as overall goals between the two years. Are you going to make me do math to make sure that you're right? I promise I'm right in NISA games. He's got more goals combined between the two seasons than anybody else. But that's the past. We're always forward. Wow. Right now. wow. Way, to, way to bring it back. Way to bring it back, Jim. <laughs> so my point wow, being is damn. I'm as good as Marcus has been, I want to make sure we have enough players because if Marcus goes down... Oh yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. I, we definitely. I mean, like, we we definitely need a forward. You can't lose. You can't lose one of your better players or one of your best players, depending how you classify Ian McGrath, and think, oh, that's great. Like, no, we <laughs> haven't signed anyone. And 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 hopefully we get, hopefully we get a couple more uh, uh, into town very very soon. I will add. Um, I I think we're going to need. If I'm looking at it, we'll probably need a forward. Yeah. We'll probably need a center defender. Uh, if you're thinking about how to, how to replace Kyle Carr, he played a lot of a lot of midfield for us last year. But he was also available at center back, and he played a little bit of center back last year. But uh, I guess we're but playing, he was if mostly, we're playing a three. Yeah. Right. So was, I guess we'll need we'll need a couple one if we're playing a three, and I assume we are since we played the whole the whole independent. The whole independent I would cup. I would guess that you'll you'll see that. Yeah. Uh, you'll you'll see that again. Mm-hmm. Um. So you probably need a center back. You probably need a forward, and then you probably need one more. Kind of, you know, do a lot of things, be flexible, be versatile type players um, that we love to have because it's it's important. Uh, it's important at our level, and it's important in terms of how we play. So, what are you uh, completely changing subjects, or not completely changing? But um, let's do some expectations wise. Mm-hmm. How, how are you guys feeling for what, what would you consider a success finish wise in the table? There's going to be 10 teams. Mm-hmm. Top four. Yeah. But I, I want that fourth to be like pushing for second and third. Um, 
but in, we need to be top four. If, if there were playoffs, it'd be a top four, uh, make the playoff scenario. Uh, and that's what, that's, that's what the goal that we would set would be. Um, it was, it was the goal that we set in the beginning of beginning of 2020 with eight teams. Um, now that it's, there's no playoffs as a single table, but I think, I think it's, it's the right goal. I think it's the right goal to set. Um, because especially you, you gotta think about this, you know, Detroit and LA force were, you know, basically, basically run away in terms of, again, only eight games. Um, with, with Cal United pushing there, and Cal United's got more money than, I mean, more money than the Yankees, it seems like. <laughs> Easy. <laughs> so, like, I, I think, you know, if now, they're, they're also the perennial underachievers, so I don't, mm-hmm. know, I don't know the baseball analogy for that one. Uh, I know the soccer analogy, though. It's probably Arsenal. Hey, yo. <laughs> Says the, in his says, own house, says, says the man who follows a club has not won anything for a long time. Yeah, but we also don't spend any money either. So I mean, you did before this. It's because you built a stadium. So yeah. I could have told you that was going to happen because it happened to us. Yeah. Well, you guys, you guys now spend money. It's just very stupid. Very stupid money. Yes. Just like yeah. how United. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> to bring that. To where, bring that where one is, back home. Have you seen? Has anyone seen Harry Kane? Uh, he's in Florida right now. He's in Florida. Okay. Definitely not reporting the training at uh, Spurs. Well, anyway, let's let's don't, we don't, so, we don't need to go to the North London. <laughs> so ex- expectations for you, Jim? Yeah. So I we did it. I talked to since Todd wasn't going to be here. I asked him kind of an idea of like points per game. You know, kind of a a, a guess. And and he was about where I, he was a little above. He said point, like one point eight, one point nine, almost two. And I'm like that. You know, two points a game is really solid. So. I was at around one six, one seven, so like thirty one points, thirty, thirty, thirty one points, maybe thirty two, and I like, like man, I think, um, you know, the over, the over under for, can I do I feel like we we did what we should do is is top four, so if we're below that, then it, it then it is a we need to change something. If it's above that, if it's four or above. Great. If we win it, then then we then we're probably going to be getting Fuller's going to be getting like manager of the year, and we're going to. I mean, if we win this with the squad we've got, based on what we've already seen, the other teams have, it's going to be a phenomenal coaching job, and the and the guys are going to be playing, in my opinion, a little above, you know, above where they are. So, I would put and and I I said this, and I think I said this to Matt on online at some point and it's going to sound arrogant to other folks but there are only three teams that i will that i will accept to finish above us in any in any time and that's detroit la and cal anybody else like happened in the spring like i'm you know maryland no excuse Stumptown, no excuse to finish above us so um you know so top four is and of course, that comes from the Arsenal guy, right? We t- top four is the, is a is a trophy. It's a trophy, right? yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I just don't see now. What do I want to happen? Well, of course, I want I want you know I want somebody lifting a trophy at the end of eighteen games. Um, but to set that as the like the over under, you know, well, there's no over that, so you're gonna you know I, I just I don't think that's a reasonable expectation. Um, but uh, I, I'm not going to. I'm well. Listen to me. I'm not going to accept like like Jeremy's going to you know leave if we don't do this. <laughs> um, but I, I would say top four. 
at yeah. about 31, 32, 30, 30, 31 points. I don't care how many points we have as long as it's top four. So I'll, I'll give my <laughs> caveat. I don't think anybody's job is in danger if we finish top four. I agree with both of you. And I don't think anybody's in, job's in danger anyway. Um, but also, the spring season, in my opinion, was a not good. Right, yeah. Um, and not acceptable. 2-2-4 two, two and four is, or 2-4-4, four and four, whatever the fuck it was. Um, so I'm saying top two. Uh-huh. And anything less is unacceptable. Not because we have a high enough payroll, not because we have enough talent, not because whatever else, but because that's the format of the league. And so I don't care how it works, but anything outside of the top two is, I'm not going to say unacceptable, but is a is not a positive season for me. And I'm not expecting that that's what we get. I want to be clear. I'm, I'm you're expecting disappointment. That's what you're I'm, saying. I'm expecting based. I mean, look, you based on, are an Arsenal fan. <laughs> no, he no. just watches too many Spurs games with me and Smitty. <laughs> no, I'm a Fiorentina fan. And I listen, we went to the last day for relegation last two years. So, um, no, I, so I'm not expecting based on our, just based on our spring results. I'm nervous about top four. That being said, I'm not setting expectations, anything lower than top two. And I'll be disappointed if we don't finish top two. And I'm, yeah, I mean, it's, yeah, that's, it's, that's, that's, we know that there are no games off. We have known when I say no games off, we know it's an 18 game season. We know there's no playoffs. We've known that since the beginning, the end of the season, give or take, right? When they announced the format, right? So if if our excuse is, oh, we expected there to be playoffs, tough shit. You've had several months to get stuff together. And if the if there is needed more money in the budget in order to get up that high, that's not my concern. That's up to the team and the board and whoever else. But if I think normally the playoffs has to be the goal. Get to the playoffs mm-hmm. and then everybody's got a puncher's chance. But since there are no playoffs, got to have a puncher's chance for those top two. There are no throwaway seasons. You know, there's there are things that can affect us on and off the field and losing affects the stability of this club in the medium and long term. Because people want to go to a winner. Not all of, not everyone's going to show up just because we're exist. And so we have to be winning a lot of games and we have to be competing for a title and it sucks. There's no playoffs for us, but so in my mind, we have to be top two and that's because we have to be within a puncher's chance or within a, a shot of getting that first place. I won't, I won't say it's win or go home because that's not fair. Somebody's there's going to be other good teams, but we got to be within, within a puncher's chance of a first place. And if we're not, it's, Question, questions have to be asked at that point. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah, I, I, mean, I, I don't, I don't, I'm not, I'm not here to put anybody on any hot seat. I'm, I'm not, I don't know enough, um, really about anything to do that. So, but I think you're right. If, um, if I would say if we finish fourth or third, depending on the season, depending on how it goes, I mean, if the top four is separated by four points, you know, you, you have to say, okay, tip your cap to. To a couple other teams, but I mean, look, if we go if we go into the final week in second place and then we end up in fourth place, that would be a bummer. Yeah, it, but that would be a yeah. lot different than yeah being in ending up in going from fifth to fourth in the last week. Yeah. Well, again, like I said, there's only three there's only three clubs that I, I think that have any reason have any business finishing above us in any in any season right now, at least for next year. So, okay. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know if I have anything really to add on that. Oh my God, we stumped Matthew. But I, you know, I, I do want to address something you said that you said it doesn't matter what our budget is. That's up to the board, and that's up to well, you know. So money only comes into the club 
a couple of different ways. I mean, it's, you know, it can be, it can be given to the club by owners, by the board themselves. They can go out and sell sponsorships, uh, or it comes from us or people that we bring to the, uh, to the stadium or from player sales. Yes. Player sales. There is, there is that fourth that I, I'm not going to, I don't know that that's going to, I'm going to base our, I'm not going to base our budget on, I don't think it's going to, I don't think it's going to change our <laughs> life. And, 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 and a, and a, okay. But. If we're being pedants, like Anacutta food and Bev and CFC summer camps and there's a whole, and merchandise, there's a whole bunch yeah. of other things, but yes, I agree. There are, there are two main drivers and it's sponsorship and game day revenue, game day revenue. Yeah. Let's, yeah, we'll put it in game day revenue. That includes the food and that includes all that stuff. We got to get more people at the matches. I mean, you know, we've I, we've seen I've seen a couple of folks online starting to ask about it, starting to talk about, you know, what what's going. I mean, I, you know, I don't know what do you guys think about the crowds that we had, and it's Independent Cup, but it's summer, and the weather outside of one little brief little sprinkle has been pretty good. So, both in the in the section and in the Nuga section, as they call it, um, what. Where are you with that? I mean, we're light. We haven't been light every game. Uh, we're still light, though. Um, we're not. We're not as full. I don't know. I don't quite know why. But what I can tell you, chicken and egg, and the reason I I say like you know what the format is, like people still the casual fan still cares about a winner. Mm-hmm. Why were all of our playoff games in the NPSL so well attended? We would have three to four thousand fans somewhere between three and five all season. It's actually really between 2,500 and five all season. And then you get the playoffs. You have seven, you, eight. You have yeah. six, eight, 10, 12, right? That's because people care about think people when there's something on the line for wins. So if we're not in the conversation, you can't, exp- I wish people would show up, but that's just not how it works. So if we're not winning games regularly and or in the, in title contention, hard to, hard to imagine I mean, I hope I'm wrong, but hard to imagine people packing it out. And so if we're not in, we're not good, people should show up, but not everyone's going to show up. So that's why I'm saying if if you said, how does the money come in? Well, it, it, I think it is a little bit of a chicken and an egg. I'm not saying you have to overspend and get crazy. You don't have to double the player budget to try to get uh, 500 extra fans. But definitely please double the player budget because that'll be more fun for the rest of us. <laughs> yeah. But but also, like, if you see that we are, we've had a poor spring season and crowds weren't as good, looking at it and being like, okay, well, we have to spend less money because crowds haven't been as good. I don't think that's, and I, I'm not running the club, obviously, but I don't think that is a way to stimulate ticket sales. There's other ways to stimulate ticket sales, of course, mm-hmm. but being better on the field is a way to be better. And if if we're not in competition for where we need to be, then those who are making those decisions and those that's the board, right? That's, I mean, that's Jeremy, that's everybody. All those people have to figure out how to make sure we have a product worth being proud of and worth rooting for for the casual fan, right? Like we say everywhere you or where you go will follow, right? Like that's that's not conditional. But that's let's be real, that's about a, a thousand or fifteen hundred of us. That's kind of the baseline. Everybody else is a very casual fan. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't mean they don't love CFC, but they're not dialed in if we're losing. They're not showing up on a rainy night when we're losing to nothing. So like how do you motivate everybody above that? And one of those ways is winning. And if you saw the whole spring and then you saw the players we lost and you didn't, and this is why I'm so worried, if you didn't make any adjustments and then we have a poor fall season, who's that on? 
Now, I'm not saying we're gonna. I'm just saying I'm nervous because yeah. I don't want another spring season. Two, two, and four. Was it two, two, and four? Or was it two, four, and four? It's two, two, and four. Two, 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 two plus two plus four <laughs> equals eight. eight. Yeah. Two plus four plus four <laughs> equals 12. 10. 10. But I'm you were really close. good at math. You were close. <laughs> you were close. I went to school. Um, but so, so my point being is like, that's, that's, I don't think anybody is going to argue with me that that was an acceptable spring season. Yeah. We've never had that bad a season, amateur or pro. So where, where do we go from there? And I'm, I'm just nervous. It's going to be another one. And I'm not saying it's going to be, I'm not predicting it's going to be, but you know, that's, that's where I say, if, if there are adjustments to be made and you choose not to make them, then you have to p- suffer those consequences. Breezy, what's the lookouts record this season? <laughs> I don't care because I only go for the dollar beer. You've been on a non-dollar beer night with me this, e- this season. Yeah, I know. I think I know. Go, I think oh, I, I, wanted, I wanted the CFC night. Uh, there was another one too. I've been to three. It was, a, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you did. Yeah, did. Um, my point. No, I didn't go to CFC night. I just went to two. I went to the other one with you. Uh, my my point is that uh, I think it's important also to remember that like we're still in COVID times. Sure. Um, and there are a lot of people that the idea of hanging out with a big crowd. Although I guess you could be funny and argue that the crowds haven't been that big. Uh, <laughs> but the idea of hanging out with a big crowd does not sound appealing to a lot of people, including like a lot of hardcore supporters. Oh, no. Um, the Chattahooligans skew really hard towards those who are pretty careful. Um, yeah. It's one of the reasons why our section looks so bare. Uh, and, and and so I, I just, I don't think I worry about it as much because the people who are getting out and are more comfortable getting out and, 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 and doing things because everyone was packed in at home for so long and then like all these people coming out, there's there's just so many things to do to take advantage of or whatever. Uh, and like, this is the first, this is if people went on a summer vacation this year, they probably didn't, didn't go on one last year. Yeah. So you've got to compete on, on top of that. And let's be serious. Like I think people are, are, are you mentioned, you meant, you know, the, the summer months being the well, the really well attended ones in the past, but that was, that was three, four years ago. Uh, and I think things are different now with the, with the longer season. Um, so I don't, I don't think I worry about it as much. Um, you know, we've, I mean, like if this, if we go down this path for, you know, including next year, then I think that's, that, I think that's pretty concerning. Um, but I, I think it's hard to judge. I think it's really hard to judge attendance in COVID times. Yeah. I mean, like the Chicago Fire can't get 6,000 people into Soldier Field. So <laughs> yeah. I don't think New York City can get, you know, 5,000 people in Yankee Stadium. Like, yeah. it's like we're not the only ones having but, trouble with this. That's not where I thought you were going to go with. I thought when you brought up the lookouts, I thought you were going to say, you know, because I think it's a fair point. Oh, yeah. I, I, forgot, I, go, about, I forgot about that part, too. Yeah. I you know what? Nobody cares. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? You, you know what helps people have a good time? Yeah, winning, winning certainly, winning, winning cures a lot. Do you of think ills, the, no? Like, do but, you think anyone? So, so the last the last game we went to, there was a bunch of home runs, and a, and a giant like swing of stuff. So it was fun. Yeah. But what keeps you? Here's here's the thing, and like I can't believe I'm the one doing this on this podcast. Uh, <laughs> you go into the third, you enter the third game of the uh, building in the the tournament, and we lay a fucking egg, right? You had a giant chance to build momentum. Sh- yeah. Show that as as 
winner, people that don't only like winners, obviously. People like a good time no matter what happens. But Finley Stadium doesn't have dollar beers. Finley Stadium doesn't have some of the same amenities that the lookouts offer with concessions and whatever else. So it's not fair to be, I don't think it's fair to be like, okay, well, people are just going to show up for the awesome concessions. There are some good concessions. The taco truck's been, or the taco thing's been awesome. Oh, they weren't there last time, so I couldn't get my manganata. And I didn't make you guys manganatas. I apologize. (gasps) How dare you? Um, I'll drink my Red Bull. It'll be fine. Um, I should probably not drink more. I'll I'll say more bad words. Um, (laughs) But I I don't, and again, I'm not saying you have to win all your games, but 2-2 and 4 does not give people a reason. If you go to your first game, you don't want the story to be, man, they lost 2-0 the first three games I went there, but it was really fun. And I'm not saying that does not matter, but I I think that's not, you know, we started going to games in, in I think 2010 because the kids started playing in the in the academy, um, and we sat with other academy parents, and we then created or or kind of joined a Chattanooga soccer family that's not very big, and so you see people around it in that community is what kept us going to the games, not necessarily CFC winning. We, I mean, we, yeah, we were successful pretty much throughout the entire amateur period. But that's not why the kids were, I mean, the kids would go off and play on the hill. And the kid, so it's that community that I think um, that I I worry about more uh, in terms of building that, bringing people to the club um, and having that, and this is where I thought you were going, having that experience at, at, at the game um, and the, sitting with folks and, and, and enjoying just being out with folks that you know and you care for. And, and I will give you that. And I will give Matthew that it, community has been hard to come by in COVID times Yeah, because we're, I mean, at Chad hooligans, for example, we're not tailgating. We're not doing social hours. Mm-hmm. We're not doing as much after the game. Like, so, I mean, there's, it's different. It's certainly different. And I, I acknowledge that. I just think winning is a piece of the puzzle. Absolutely. And, and if we're not well, doing course. it, we're potentially in trouble. Yeah. I do. I do think I, I hear some also guys. I like winning soccer games. Uh, well, I yeah. really don't like losing. Soccer I, games. I, I hear something in your, in your uh, argument about it sounded, it sounded like you were going down a, a, a stretch there where you're like, we can't do dollar beer night. We can't do some of these other things. So like, we just kind of have to win so that it, you know, it becomes a bigger piece of the puzzle. It is a bigger piece of the puzzle than it so is for it lookouts. No like one cares about baseball. You're on the stadium for CFC train. Well, Matthew, I've been on the stadium for CFC train for a really long time. Well, there's that's true. Yeah, I mean, I just wanted to bring it up again. But yeah, well, I mean, because the stadium for the stadium thing takes care of some other. I mean, we don't have to share revenue with uh, you know with somebody else if it's our stadium. You know, if if our stadium has a parking lot, then we get the parking revenue um, theoretically, unless we contract out with somebody. So. I mean, I, a st- yeah, a stadium, a CFC-owned stadium creates revenue that we just, we can, right now we can't even dream about being in Finley. I mean, 100%, we, 100%, no argument here. Sounds awesome, let's do it. <laughs> okay, got, Matthew, we'll, we'll, got, get, we'll get it taken a, care of. Let's, yeah. let's look at your, I've got, I don't I've have got, my, a, I've got right, a 20 in my wallet. I don't have my. I'll seed it. Yeah, we just need a million more of those. <laughs> Try about four. Uh, no, no, no you're right. 20. A million. We can 20, do it for 20. 20 million. Yeah, yeah 20 right, million right. would get us a pretty nice thing. You're right. You're right. Actually, I mean. I, th- I think the 20 million probably comes with a, with a helicopter pad so we can, <laughs> we can drop out the cash for uh, and ca- drop out the so cash I'm, in halftime. I met somebody yeah. in uh, in Vegas or going to Vegas that uh, 
lives obviously in Vegas and they were on their way home and I, they were out talking about pro sports and how much it costs. And then they were like, yeah, I went to a Las Vegas lights game. I'm like, Oh, how was that? And they were like, that was pretty fun. And they're like, there's pools on the side of the stadium <laughs> <laughs> and llamas. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, it just reminded me that yeah. the Las Vegas lights are very fun. Extremely fun. Very fun. Okay. Throwing cash out of helicopters. Fun. I hope that, I hope they're that fun when they're in MLS. <laughs> I mean, Fun brings people to the fun brings people to the, I don't, I mean, I bring back the t-shirt cannons. Okay. No, I don't want a t-shirt cannon. But Jim I, hasn't been upset this whole podcast until now. But, but honestly, bring, bring back the t-shirt cannons. Why not? I don't want a t-shirt. How do you guys feel about mascots? And like, uh, particularly the Jack Link's mascot that was on the field last, uh, few weeks ago. I mean, had a mascot on the field. Appalachian does stupid fucking Sasquatch. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, yeah. No, I, don't, I don't care about mascots. I think it doesn't make a lot of sense to to sub, uh, subject somebody to that kind of uh, heat when when you play a, a pretty pretty heavily summer sport. What's our mascot going to be? Like a blue, blue a blue blob, a blue dot? Is, no, to me a train, blue train. I think a it should train? be a dude in a train suit. Is what I think. A dude in a train. Suit. Or you should just like make a guy dress up like our conductor dresses up, just in a train conductor suit, and then you send them to schools. So it was it was pointed out to me that you can do a ton of like it's not free but cheap advertising with a mascot because you can like kids love a mascot, right? So you can send the mascot to the fourth grade elementary class and the whole class is like, yay, a mascot. And it doesn't cost you any more than the do- the dollars that it costs you to pay the person that wears the mascot. Uh, Cause the, what's a one-time fee. Um, so that part's cool. Also, I hope I, I'm sure we're going to have a mascot in the future because we need to squeeze every penny we can, but I hope we also never have a mascot because mascots are stupid. <laughs> okay. I was like, yeah, we'll just go ahead and in there. Cause no, we don't need a mascot. We really, really, really don't need a mascot. <laughs> if, you, if you had to take one, t-shirt cannon or mascot? Oh, I would do the t-shirt cannon over a mascot. Yeah. All, All right. right. Yeah. You heard the man. Yeah. Bring, I'm, I'm bring just a not, mascot with a t-shirt cannon. I am Absolutely. just not sitting in the first 50 rows of... <laughs> do, do you have a bad story about getting hit in the head with a t-shirt cannon? Dude, you don't remember. I, it was... This is they, this is all from a CFC match. Like it was one of the early times we ever had a t-shirt cannon. And some intern or some kid did not know what he had in his hands. And I thought was going to take out the first couple of rows of. <laughs> See, I'm here for that drama at halftime. <laughs> <laughs> Team chaos. Let's talk about yeah. inter- some entertainment value. Yeah, let's, I don't let's remember make it when it Wait, was. Is that why, is that why you sit uh, with the, with the big plexiglass window in front of you now? <laughs> well, yeah. Uh, yeah. That's why I sit up there. I, in I air have conditioning? to count things. I have to count things and I have to be focused and I need, I need air conditioning to count those things. That's fair. So, yeah. Okay, so uh, let's let's move on to um, let's move on to something else a little bit um, a little bit off topic. Well, off of this topic at least. Um, let's go to the women's team. Yes, it was on the list of things to talk about, uh, and and we should talk about it. Jim, I'll, I'll let you kind of take this one away. What well, are your What are your thoughts on it right now? What are my thoughts on it right? Well, I mean, it's a uh, I mean, I mean, it's it's exciting because there's so many unknowns, and I know that some people that that's that creates anxiety. But for me, it's you know, it's it's like we can, the club can make this, and we can make this what we want it to be, uh, and I think that's really important. I you know, I'm, I'm excited to hear. I I don't really know, and I don't I don't think anybody, at least I, I'll just speak for me. I don't understand really the relationship between Wolfsburg and us, and how that's going to play out. Um, so I'm very excited for this next Q and A 
we haven't announced the date, right? We've only said we're going to. There's no date yet. Yeah, I, yeah I, all I've heard is that there's going to be another one. Yeah, so, the, I mean, the club did put out something that said that expect to save the date. I thought that was this week. Um, they were, they were going to get to save the date for when it was going to happen. So I'm really, I'm really excited to hear what that relationship is going to be like. Um, you know, we're starting to get there's league starting to kind of play out a little bit. Now we've got USLW, um, and there's supposed to be a new North Carolinian team tomorrow announced. And so we'll start to see what happens with WPSL and, uh, and does UWS get more into the Southeast? So I'm, ex- I'm interested to watch that stuff play out. Um, and I, and I'm ready. I am, I'm, I'll be watching for, you know, and I don't know what's first. I don't know if the, if the league is first or if we're going to hear about, uh, staff first. Um, I would assume that it's going to be league first, but, uh, I'm real, I'm really thrilled about it. And, and I'm excited. I know, I know this, like I said, there's some anxiety about it cause we don't know. And we would hope that the women's game would not go down the briar filled patch path. That oh, it the totally men's is. Game, but it's already, I mean, it's, it's, it totally is. It's already gone like beyond. Um, so it's, I mean, so it's, it's, it's insane. Uh, but you know, I, I still think I'm, I'm excited for it and I'm ready to, I'm ready for some, some, um, some things to be filled in. Breezy. I just wanted to exist. Oh, you're still on the, uh, it doesn't exist until I, until it kicks the ball type deal. Not quite, not quite. I, I mean, I, I think that it's, I think it's really going to happen. Um, I'm just, so I, I, one half of me agrees with Jim completely. Like there's a, there's a blank slate here. So like, that's really exciting. The part that's the part that bothers me is we've just been down this road before Mm-hmm. of promises that didn't get kept. Um, this front office has not made a bunch of promises they haven't kept. So I have to keep reminding myself of that, but I'm just like a scorned lover. I just, until, so, and I keep saying this, and I, I know it's more real now because Wolfsburg has wrote checks the other direction, right? So it does matter. But until somebody starts writing checks, I'm just not sure it's real. Because sports sports are expensive. And, you know, I've just mentioned that I want the player payroll to go up and all these other things that, like, honestly may not happen and we've talked about how hard it is to you know generate revenue for a soccer team so i think a women's team should be able to be revenue neutral however it is still another piece of the pie that can can take money away from the club therefore somebody has to write a check is the point and so until somebody starts writing checks hiring staff writing checks writing big league fees and i don't think the league fees are very big for these leagues but i don't know i don't actually know um yeah i'm just color me a little bit skeptical i will be I am excited. I will be even more excited. I'm just, it is hard to get excited about something that still doesn't exist. It's an announcement. It's a piece of paper. And until we see, not quite kick a ball, but, you know, call me when you hire the women's GM or the uh, the women's head coach or whatever the, whatever the uh, staff positions are, I will start getting much more excited. It will feel much more real. Do you... If we announced that we were joining a league even before some staff stuff was was done, would that be enough for it to be real for you? Maybe, but we also do you remember? Do you remember the time we announced we were joining Nisa? Uh, and then we didn't. <laughs> <laughs> the, yeah. But that was that was that's a long time ago. But my point being is like, well, yeah, and some things happen with you can't join a a, a, a league that doesn't exist. Doesn't exist. 
I mean, do you think <laughs> UWS and uh, WPSL are in, in danger? Because uh, they might be. Um, I'm maybe, not. Maybe. I just. I, I'm not saying it's. I, I genuinely. I have moved past it. It doesn't exist. It's just emotionally hard to get super pumped about something that doesn't have a form yet. I am not of the opinion that we're going to do it poorly. I'm not of the opinion that um, you know we don't intend to do it. I just. I've been told a lot of times that it's coming back, and you know it's not back yet. When it cut, it, when it we're when we're probably when either when we start making real signings, real announcements about you know like here's our schedule, you know here's the players that are coming. Those type of things will get me unbelievably hype. But it just doesn't feel real. The last thing that felt real was you know the team leaving. So it's just hard. Again, it, it, this is logical side of my brain says we're good. I'm excited. The, my emotional part just says, I just really, really hope it's true. Well, you're not alone. I mean, you're you're not alone in that. I mean, I, you know, I, I I get there are several. Whenever I mention the women's team, I get DMs or I get responses of, from some folks. It's like you know, you know, it's not going to happen. You know, they're just they're just saying the same. We've heard this all before, um, and I, I just don't believe. I just don't believe that this. Uh, I I don't I don't have the words for how disappointed I will be if I have put faith in some folks um, again, well, put faith in the club, but these are different people. Um, Agreed. And um, yeah, I, I'm not, I'm not ready to, I'm not ready to be in that headspace. So I'm going to still be optimistic. Yeah, yeah good. Um, and, and trust what Jeremy and others are saying. So yeah. I, I, I just have no reason not to, not these folks, uh, yeah. that maybe some others, if they had said it, but, um, yeah, no, I, I agree a hundred percent. I agree a hundred percent. I'm just, and there's so much that has to go on. There's some, li- there's so many little things that have to happen before we announce a coach or a G or a GM or anything like that. I think, you know, I, I think we will see those, those, those little things happening, at least if you pay attention or if, or if you, if, if you reach out to the club or you, you engage in that, I think we're going to see those little things happening that will tell us that that it's real way before somebody walks out in front of a camera and says, I'm the new coach. I wonder, um, I wonder if you know anyone breezy that has a podcast where you could invite somebody, (laughs) uh, an official from the club, for example, to, to come on, uh, when there's, when there's news and, and talk about that news even before there's a head coach. I mean, I think there's a really good podcast called the Four Truthy Soccer Pod where yeah. you could do just that. <laughs> yeah. If you yeah. want to break news, that's the podcast to break it yeah, on. Right. Um, not whatever this trash that we're currently recording on. <laughs> um, yeah. So again, I'm, I, I don't, it's not that I don't believe it's just emotionally, it's hard to get super amped. Plus like if I get super amped up about it now, we're looking at, I mean, nine months away for until the season starts, mm-hmm. give or take, or I guess uh, eight months away. So it's like, I don't know what it looks like. I don't know who we're playing. It will, uh, you Jim's 100% right when he says a lot of these little things will happen. And as those things happen, I know I will get more and more emotionally invested. But just I got burned so bad last time that it's just hard to get really excited. I will be excited. I know I will be. Um, I've been at all the Q&As. I've been, I, I mean, I called for, on this podcast, I said the number one thing that has to happen next year. I think I said number one. Yeah, number one thing that has to happen is a women's team. So I'm still on that boat, but just, you know, just it's Twitter your thumbs time right now still. And, you're, and like I said, before, you're not alone. And I think the club needs to know you're not alone and that there are many people, some of, some of whom have stepped away because, well, because this and other things, but be, because of this and, 
if they burn that bridge again, they will the the loss of support will be more. There will be other people who will drop. Yeah, well, which is why I, said, I don't I don't not believe, but also I had the plug pulled on me. So yep, I know. Yeah, I understand. But it's gonna it's gonna be fun. I'm excited for it. Yeah, and I and I will you know I know that I know that it's it's a salty subject with me um, in terms of which which league is now entering into the women or re-entering <laughs> into the women's game. But there's an MLS three league. For, for, <laughs> yeah, no, not yet, not yet. Oh, I can't wait for that one. But um, but you know I, I that's going to be that's going to be interesting. Maybe exciting is the wrong word. It's going to be interesting to watch how the Southeast develops and what, what really develops around the women's game in the Southeast. Totally. I don't, and I don't care as far as what league we go in. I don't care. I think there's a real, if we're being like, you know, now that I've, I've got my, you know, not, ne- not even negative feelings. Cause again, I think it's going to happen. I just don't have a lot of like excitement for it tomorrow. Cause there's just nothing, there's nothing imminent on the horizon. If you think about the chance to have, if we play in the WPSL, for example, and most of the current teams stay to have a bunch of road trips during the summer that are two to six hours away, a bunch of busable road trips or, or road mm-hmm. trippable road trips, which was really fun uh, during this independent cup slash um, boon, whatever that series of friendlies thing, like having a summer, you know, we, a, a lot of people, myself included, uh, although I did get to every game, but one, but I'm not going to get that that many games this fall. I will get to most, I will get to the majority of games home and away this fall, but I won't get to all of them. Like I, like I almost did that. And I, I, that's not sustainable forever. I'm not all conductor. I don't have the ability. I, I just can't do it. So having a women's team that we could really block out and be like, we're going to go to Nashville. You know, we're going to go to Alabama. You know, we can do some of those regional rivalries. That's going to be really exciting. If the WPSL is it, if it's not, you know, does the UWS have enough teams in the South? Does would joining the USLW league, whatever, whatever it's called nowadays, would that be advantageous? Are there enough regional rivals? Is their setup good? I don't care where we join. I just I want to have regional rivals, and I want to have. A t- I, we're back to the amateur leagues again, mm-hmm. and so like I, I I do want to be around teams that give a shit, and I know that amateur like on an amateur scale that can really vary, but I don't want to play, um, in the UPSL version of, if that makes sense, where like it's just like Sunday leaguers. I'm hoping it will. The WPSL sometimes cares, so it will be interesting to see. Does USL take? the best quote unquote WPSL teams and do they become the premier women's destination? If they do, we should consider joining it because I think that we will day one be one of the premier women's destinations in the country period for amateur, for amateur players because we'll have the Wolfsburg connection. We will have a professional club that's going to treat their players with dignity and respect. And as pros similar to how we treated the men when they were amateurs, right? They may not be, you know, Jeremy did not promise full equality, but he did promise it will not be, and, and listeners, I'm using my hands, it will not be a giant spread between them. Like it will be, they will be treated well and they will be within limits treated the same. And they will certainly be treated like we treated our MPSL men's team, which is very, 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 very well. So with those things, like we're, there's a good chance we're very, very good. And we're, with that said, we need to be at a place with other teams that are also really good. Yeah. I think I think if, the, if they exist, I think from a recruitment standpoint, the the ability to have it a direct tie into Wolfsburg, um, I mean a, a Champions League quarterfinalist this year, and that was a bad year for them. And regular um, a, a regular competitor for Europe, 
in in champion in women's champions leagues and has won I don't know how many Bundesliga titles. A bunch. Is it, um, is it the Frau Bundesliga or is it just the Bundesliga? The Frau Bundesliga. Yeah. But their their Wolfsburg thing is is they're falling behind a little bit. Like the rest of they were early adopters in the women's right. game. Yeah. Uh, and, I'm and now I'm familiar with that. And now England's investment is is catching up in a in a bigger way with yeah. more teams than just Arsenal. Fiorentina does the same thing. Uh, actually, we're really good. Yeah. Now we're not. Now, now there's some good Spanish teams. Mm-hmm. Uh, for the French league is is very good for for women. Yeah. Barcelona is really good. Uh, so you've got you know Wolfsburg needs another edge, and the best place still to get to get. Um, to get women to play to play soccer, to, especially for developing between seventeen and, and twenty three, is the American college system. Yep, and there are tons of women that come over for it, um, and and so I think I've said this before somewhere. We have an opportunity to be a place for women that are, are looking to go into the NWSL and get drafted, uh, Americans, uh, and even Canadians for that matter, and we're also a. a really attractive option for for Europeans or anyone with the EU passport um, that wants to get in that sh- that uh that wants to use shop window so to speak and right. really get get on the map and say like look at what I did in good competition yeah yeah so that, that's that's a really for me that's that's the most exciting thing and and it's a different it's a very different component to how uh how our our NPSL team was with, with the Met um like this is this is a scenario where like you know the NPSL team had a couple of players that have gone on to be, to be kind of like top level pros. Um, you know, you had you had Mark Sherrard go to MLS. Uh, you've got Danny Whitehall now in the Scottish uh, Premiership. That might be it for first division leagues. Um, the women, there's an opportunity there to, to be able to put some, like more than a couple, mm-hmm. fairly quickly, um, and that makes it that makes it exciting for me. It just it's eight months away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, but it, that's going to fly by. That's going to fly, especially if we have if we've got some some of those small milestones. And that's where, you know, I that's where the club has got to. And I I, I appreciate that they did not want to say anything until they had something to say. But there are things that you can do that show supporters that you're serious. I mean, there are things the club could have done, things uh, that they emphasize or talk about on on social media that that show that they're invested in the women's game, and there will be things that they could do from now until the game, till the team begins, that could show the supporters that they're serious about it, that they're in tune with what's going on in the women's game, um, and I and I want the club to do that, to do those things, to pay attention to to what's going on. Um, you know, uh, maybe you know who knows what this relationship with Wolfsburg is going to be, but doing stuff that that draws people into the professional women's game in Europe, I, I don't, I don't know what they could do, but they can do some things that 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 signal to the supporters that there are they're, they're sincere in uh, about the women's team. I'm not sure I I necessarily agree with the the social media aspect, just because I think social media is not as important for for our club as maybe relative to some other clubs like we're not an online we're not an online club we're not an online Chattanooga is not not really even an online city uh, I don't think 
gig city, bro. <laughs> I mean, I, everyone uses the internet, but not for not for talking to each other. So that may be. I mean, that again, I, I there are things the club could do. Yes, and well, so here's here's where I, where I was uh, trying to go with this. Launch a women's team last year. We used Stop. to have. We used to do things uh, from a supporters group angle. Uh, in, in terms of these social hours and things like that, great opportunities for people to meet up, to hang out, to get to know each other better, to form you know better relationships, better community. And we also invited you know, people from the club, mm-hmm. and they showed up and were able to give updates if there were updates to be given. They were able to to kind of like hint and tease of like, hey, this right. thing isn't ready yet, but we're working on yeah. this kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, we've not been able to do that right. in Jeremy's tenure at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and COVID. It is very, he's very frustrated by that. Yeah, um, <laughs> and and so you know we're things like that are going to have to happen. Um, well, people have to start getting their damn vaccines. And unfortunately, if you're listening to this podcast, you're probably in the well, not for sure. But if you're listening to this podcast, you don't have your vaccine. Get your fucking vaccine, please, so that we can you know not have these numbers going back up, so that we can have social hours and tailgates and all the other fun right. things. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, you could also the Chad Hooligans could go on the road to another NW like another NWSL game. Oh my God, no! And teach cheers. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> We're done. I'm pulling the plug. So uh, no, <laughs> what, what we're doing? Are we doing the Terminus Legion thing? Uh, no, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm just not. I'm not worried about signaling or not signaling. Like. I just want it to be real, if that makes sense. And I know yeah. other people want signals, but for me, and I think for those of us who are the most jaded and skeptical about it, which I, I certainly am one of those people, um, I think that it's just, it's not real until it's real. And I don't, my, my thought is, I'm not saying you're wrong, they couldn't be signaling more, but I think that they correctly know that until it's real, several, I mean, like, you can slap, they've been slapping me in, in the head with, like, women's news every now and then that like is real, like Wolfsburg saying, like, we're really excited to bring your women's team back. That was a paraphrase, but you know, to bring the women's team back with you. And we're really excited for that partnership. Mm-hmm. And that still means less to me. Right. Like than it should, because I'm a scorned lover. So <laughs> it just needs to be real. And, and I'm not saying it's not real, but it, like it's hard. You can only say it so many times. So I get why they're hesitant to um, just go on about it or whatever else. It just, time has to pass. And or they have to start writing checks. And I, I know it's not the time to write checks yet. So just you're going to have me being grumpy about it till, you know, till it happens. All right. Uh, final question for you guys uh, for the podcast. Uh, we're going to not have this go six hours like some of our other ones. <laughs> this will be our shortest one by a long time. <laughs> we're at one hour and two minutes, boys. Right, good. Well done. Yes. Uh, and I'm going to leave it pretty open-ended for, for you guys to talk about something that you want to talk about. Could be anything. Could be different. Uh, what's the one thing you're most looking forward to, uh, this fall or, or what is one thing? And I know what you're going to say. So don't say the thing I'm thinking of that you're thinking of now too. What is the one thing that you want to see, uh, in terms of improvement? You can't say, don't go two, two and four. You can't even say, go, don't go two, four and four either. Go ahead, Jim. <laughs> Honestly, uh, the, the results need to be better. Yeah, duh. Okay. Yeah. Pick something um, fun. So, the, so I, I'm just. I think the overall structure of this season is exciting. Like balanced table, single. You know, balanced. You know, balanced schedule, single table. Um, 
the you know new teams that uh, that are, are in the league. Uh, that's what I, I'm just I'm just in, excited to see how that unfolds and how we go through uh, hopefully a season that is less COVID restricted um, and go through the the fall with with a full year. You know, going from all the way from January to to you know, December with with soccer. So I. Um, you know, I'm excited about the single table. I'm excited about the balanced schedule. Um, and uh, you know, and I hope that we do, I mean, I really hope we do better performance wise. Um, and that, you know, I, that will, again, I think if we play better, our results will be better. So, um, you know, I'm hoping to see, uh, some improvement in the performances. All right. Two, two things. Um, it's a clean slate for both. Kind of. When we kick off on, on this weekend, it's a clean slate for NISA for the fall. And I, I'm really excited. And I'm really excited to see whatever kind of promos that um, Chicago House do. I mean, can you imagine the giveaways, like free AC condenser cables <laughs> or like remotes for your uh, for your split unit that don't work anymore? Or a free house. Or a free house. It'd be so good. Um, no. Uh, so two things. It's a, it's a blank slate for... Kind of. I mean, it's a chance to reset for Nisa and for the club, right? So I've complained a lot on this podcast about not being good enough and whatever else. And and it just is what it is. Like, that's my, me as a sports fan, I am eternally negative about, you know, I think we're going to lose every game. Like, that's how I cope. I went, I flew out to the game, to USA Mexico in Vegas this weekend, or the, uh, Sunday, fully expecting to lose. Convinced that we were going to lose. And then we won and, you know, I got to be super excited because my expectations were low. But here's the thing, week, this weekend, all bets are off. As much as much as I've you know said that the spring wasn't okay, we can just go win it all. There's where the, the slate is blank, and so I'm really excited for that. It's just it's a chance to reset. It's a chance to have fun again. Um, chance to be back in the stadium, which is my happy place. So that that's really exciting. Um, the other thing is it's a chance for Nisa to right some wrongs. Um, I've I've said it before, but if Nisa doesn't. This fall is huge for Nisa and legitimacy and survival going forward. There are now three Division Three leagues coming into existence. You have USL D3, you have MLS D3, and you have Nisa. There is only truly room for one league to thrive out of that group and maybe one other league to exist. I don't think all three of those leagues can exist because there's just not enough people trying to start soccer teams to have three leagues Unless the only way that happens is if MLS says we just and they've said they've said this is not the case, but if they just said we're only going to have a reserve league, we're just tired of paying expansion fees. Here's our team. Here's our thirty teams from and and we're not having independence. Okay, that's that's different. But as long as they're taking money for independence and they're trying to bring independence in, as long as yeah, they don't need sanctioning for that first thing you said. They could just do that themselves. Right, right. So I don't believe that's true, but I'm just saying that's if, you know, if somebody argues with me like, oh, they don't want to be, okay, well, if they don't want to be a competitor, it's different. But I think they do. I think yeah. they want to take expansion fees. They want to take money. So USL has to figure their stuff out. And by the way, they made a pretty bold move declaring that they were going to vote uh, and uh, they intend to vote in the fall on pro-rel uh, pro calendar change and whatever else. Is any of that stuff going to happen? I don't know. But here's the point. They, they stepped out and said, we have we have some ambitious plans. Nisa currently has a chairman of the board whose team pl has been playing in a public park, who obviously doesn't give a fuck about this league or about standards or anything else, 
And if if NISA, its teams, its board of governors, and whoever else can't get the chairman of the board and a, a few of the other teams to at least put a basic standard of of acceptable, not even play, just acceptable conditions for players and teams, then NISA's not worth saving. It's that, that that's that's my opinion. So this is we're at a very tenuous time. NISA could, with, with Chicago coming in, with the spring having, a, a theoretically, a few more teams that really seem to have their act together, we could see a turning point where all of my bloviating <laughs> and all of my complaining and all of my whatever can just be like a, a memory of, you know, when Breezy was pissy. And growing pains for the league. And growing pains for the league. I'm extremely skeptical that's, that's the case, but I'll give NISA the chance to say, starting this week, it's a new season. It's 18 games, which you pointed out is perfect. That's exactly how it should be. That's a much larger sample size. And even though I wish there were playoffs because I think that that's what's best for a smaller market team like us. Playoffs? No playoffs is also like the fairest way to, to yeah. uh, determine a winner. I just yeah. hope we can win a game. You're, 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 getting, you're starting to nail that. So those are the two things. Um, Nisa's got to get their stuff together. And then obviously we have a chance to just, until we lose, we're contenders for the title. And even after we lose, maybe we are. So I'm really excited for those two things. I hope that I'm wrong and that Nisa's going to get their stuff together and really just make a big step or two or three forward, and these will just be growing pains. But um, otherwise, I think that you have to start looking at what the soccer landscape is doing and is Nisa going to survive? Because right now there's a giant 900-pound elephant that's going to trample everyone in MLS if they choose to. And so USL and NISA are both on notice. And if they don't figure out what to do, I mean, and USL is their own thing, right? They've got a lot of stuff I don't like about them. But if they don't figure out what they're going to do and we don't figure out what we're going to do, we're going to get trampled by the elephant. And then where are we at? Joining the elephant. Yeah, I can't wait to get smashed by a Atlanta United 2 who has a $4 million payroll and a bunch of 19-year-olds, and then the four DPs they've loaned down until they're on the next season. Actually, the random side note, but the best possible thing uh, that that can happen here is that MLS actually has con- complete control of that of that third division because then the teams won't be able to use their USL championship sides as a uh, as as a holding ground for for all the random extra players that they can't fit into the salary budget. They'll just start a D two. No, no, no. I'm, I'm saying, but like, if, if MLS controls it, then MLS's roster rules can start to also like trickle down, so that you can't have someone signing a guy to a, to their you know like Real Monarchs. Like RSL signs players to Real Monarchs uh, when they know they're going to eventually like pop them back up. No, d- d- I'm just telling you. There's always, as as Italians say, and it's a bad paraphrase. Like where there is a rule, there's a way around the rule. They'll figure it out. That's yeah, a, I just I, fell asleep there for a second. That's extremely that's extremely inter Miami of you. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I I am really excited for this weekend. I don't want it to sound like I'm not. I'm really excited. We've been playing well. Let's launch. Let's start winning. Let's go. And then please, Nisa, be good. Please have standards. Please have learned. Like please have learned. There was a lot to learn this season, and I hope I am spectacularly wrong. And they have learned the lessons, and they're taking taking the opportunity to put standards in place and checks and balances and, you know, yeah. fines. I never thought I'd be a fan of the USL fines, but at least USL fines you to death if you don't, you know, have locker rooms or I don't even know the things that they fine you for. Lights. 
yeah, those kind of things. Yeah. All right, Matthew, what are you looking forward to? I'm honestly, I'm just looking forward to games. Like it's 16 weeks. Just vibes, it's just man. 16 weeks of games. <laughs> That's what he's been saying all he I, all the last few weeks. We've been texting about like what, how do we, how do we think we should line up, right? Like very much so just nerds about formations. And he goes, he's like, just bro, vibes. I just want vibes. Just vibes. I just want vibes. Listen, I'm not sure if we're going to be good or not, but I just want vibes. Listen, vibes is entertaining. And I'm not so. sure if he's, I'm not sure if he's being serious or not. By the way, 1904 survived on only vibes this year. It was awesome. I mean, it was, it was well, <laughs> it was something. It was vibes. It was awesome. Uh, yeah, I, I just, I, at the, at the end of the day, you can take, you can take everything out and, and, Questions about about Nisa and about certain teams and things like that. Like there are going to be problems for a different day, and the only thing that matters for for ninety minutes at a time is just like let's just play some matches. Um, let's let's see let's see if we've improved. Let's see if if we've gelled. If if we've you know we've learned some lessons ourselves from from the spring campaign, and let's. I mean, like players are going to be judged uh, from this team. Uh, I mean, this this is pro sports, so like you know, we we've talked about you know coaching staff, you know, on could be on the hot seat theoretically if if we if this falls really bad, but also like in 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 this business, there's the coaches and then there's the players, uh, and and more often than not, it's the players that get the that get the quick axe, uh, because they're on you know one year contracts. Um, you know there are, there are some guys that I think uh, need to step up, need to need to need to show uh, what they've got uh, to to play to their potential, and it, and it's an opportunity, and it is a full reset. It's an opportunity for for players to go out there and play and to prove themselves and to, and to help this team uh, help this team represent the city uh, and and win some soccer matches. And I cannot wait to get back into it. It's gonna be good. August 7. August this Saturday. All right, boys. Um, Matthew, if the people want to find you on the internet and yell at you, uh, where might they find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Whiskey is Fine. Uh, although the, I believe the new header there is Whiskey and Modelo. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you got to figure out how to. Yeah, I, I, still, I still haven't really figured that out yet. And Matt's, a, by the way, for listeners who don't know, Matt's a new cat dad. He has another cat. Uh, uh, yeah, no. he's, he's 12, 13. Probably thirteen weeks at this point. Uh, he's named Modelo. He's a jet black little panther, um, and he's wonderful. Uh, yeah. So, and then you can find me on Instagram at I am Coniglio. Jim, if people want to hear you talk about soccer, um, where can they find you? And if they want to yell at you on the internet, where might they find you? Yeah. So you can uh, listen to me at the Four Two Three Soccer Pod. On you can find that on where all where you find all of the good podcasts. We're also there. Um, so you could do that. Uh, um, I, I have finally settled back down to Chattagooner. I went through, kind of went through some iterations there with um, with Twitter, deciding that I needed some time off for. What did you do? I missed this. <laughs> uh, so uh, I don't remember what. Oh, um, I was in a conversation with a supporter of another NISA team, and they um, did you commit violent acts on the no, internet? Wait, wait, and they said something about like I can't. Oh, I think I was lamenting. Uh, a game. I think it was the 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 last game against Detroit, and the Detroit supporter was like, "Well, I could watch that. I could watch that game, you know, for twenty four hours straight." And I told them, "Quote, 
knock yourself out. And I got suspended. <laughs> for knock yourself out? <laughs> for knock yourself out. Sarcasm is not acceptable on Twitter, Jim. Yeah. I, so I got suspended for that. I appealed and got lost upheld. my appeal. <laughs> I'm like, do you, is there an English speaker, someone who knows idioms on on, on your side? Because I just told them, knock, knock yourself out. And I got suspended. Yeah. Oh, and then I changed. You broke, you broke the cardinal rule of Twitter, though. What? Never tweet. Never tweet, yeah. And then I, I changed my account to USL underscore Delinda underscore S, and then I tried to get my account. Oh, whatever. I am back at Chattagooner, so you can find me there on, on Twitter. I'm have on your, Instagram. Have your stuff, cakes got less sarcastic? Uh, No. More salty. No, no, they've not. I mean, I'm, I'm paying attention a little bit to idiomatic phrases in case the AI doesn't quite get it. But <laughs> um, so, yeah, but I, you could still find me at I'm back now at uh, Chattagooner. And then you said on Instagram as well. Yeah, I'm on Instagram. JS underscore Hicks. But I, I don't I don't think I've put anything up. I think the last picture was Luna when she was really, really little. Um, oh, and we get Luna. You have it. You guys didn't meet Luna because Luna is at. um at uh, boarding school until Friday and we get her back wow. Friday. So she'll be canine good citizen trained. Nice. Yeah. We, so. we also sent ours, we shaved ours and sent them to doggy military doggy school. Yeah. And uh, helped a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So she should be, we should get her back Friday and then we're heading to Virginia. So I will not be um, behind the glass <laughs> uh, on Saturday night. I may still be counting things remotely, from uh, Blacksburg, Virginia, but I won't be in the stands. Um, but I gave my tickets away, so I've replaced myself. Nice, good. With hopefully new supporters that people well who haven't been to a game yet. So, good. very nice, excellent, breezy. If people want to find you on the internet, how may they do so? They can find me on the internet. Thanks, everybody. See you guys.